Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Tundel and today I'm so excited to share with you this person because what she's doing is so amazing and so powerful in this world and she's helping women to come back home to themselves. She is someone that is helping women to change their self-perception and really create more magic for themselves and others around them. Valerie Gangus is a transformational speaker, life coach, and author of Enlightenment is Sexy. She helps women make radical shifts in their perception and gain a deeper understanding of who they are and who, who they were supposed to be in this world. Hi Valerie, I'm so grateful to have you on the show and thank you for joining us in this space today. Thank you for having me. Oh, bless you. I just, I'm really excited to interview because I feel like there are a lot of things that you can help other people to understand about themselves. And I just want to start at the beginning is what was your life like before you became a life coach? Um, I would say it was relatively normal. Um, I grew up in uh, the Midwest outside of Chicago and, you know, mom and dad, brother grew up in the suburbs everything I would say was pretty status quo. The, the only thing that was really different in my life is I had, um, a mother who mm. was deeply spiritual. She oh, was wow. an, uh, a former nun. Um, but it didn't really stop there. She was into, um, mysticism. She wrote mystical poetry. She was wow. very, very different. And so she was my biggest influence in my life. And um, having her, you know, until I was 34 years old was, um, I think maybe what separated me from the other kids and, um, gave me a little bit of an edge with having like this in inside spiritual information that she was always feeding me. So mm -hmm. that part was a little different. And I think she, created an environment for me that allowed me to be very free and feel very magical and no pressure on me or anything like that. She just really encouraged me to, um, see the beauty in the world and, you know, the magic in the world and to really be authentic and just be who I was. So that gave me, um, I think, for what I'm doing now, like a great advantage mm -hmm. because she raised me that way. And that was not the experience I was seeing in other people's homes. Wow. So I can imagine you kind of seeing things like other people going through and you're like, yep. <laughs> that well, it was just a good foundation um, to have, you know, as far as like personal freedom goes or magical living, it's just, I, um, before I became a life coach, you know, I did kind of get into the idea of like working really hard and pushing. And there was a lot of stress in my life because she mm. had cancer. I had a brother with, um, a very serious mental illness who also ended up getting cancer, but that was after this big change in my life. But prior to experiencing a huge shift in my reality, I had a lot of stress and I felt like I was getting sucked into like quote unquote normal living, you know, where I'm like working all the time and putting a lot of pressure on myself and just kind of disconnected from God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And that, that looking back on it, I can see was like not right for me, probably not right for anybody to live like that. And after she passed away, um, and then I learned to meditate six months after she passed away. That's really when everything changed on a dime. Wow. Wow. I can relate with what you're saying because um, I used to be a journalist. And so being in that rat race, I'm going to call it, <laughs> it was just tiring me out. It was draining me um, a lot of energy. I wasn't really living my truth. I was just, you know, doing a job for the sake of just money, really. And I wasn't really 
living how like I live now and so I only woke up when I had a cancer scare um and it kind of like made me realize crap if I don't change my life now I'm gonna be like unhappy I'm gonna be feeling the way I am and it was that moment I ran when I ran out of the hospital I said that's it and I heard a voice and it was like guiding me saying like it's time to change and I was like where is this mm-hmm. coming from <laughs> I don't well no understand. I mean that's the that's the uh, gift we all receive when we feel enough pain um, you know, something like a cancer scare, or in my case, it was losing my mom, but in someone else's case, it could be a divorce or losing their job, whatever it is. It's that one thing that really breaks you and mm. helps you walk into your new life. I mean, sometimes I'm happy when people are experiencing a certain degree of pain because I know on the other side of that is a new life. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes it can take not even just one situation, like even with myself, like it was several, several things happening, but not listening to the signs. And it had to be something big in order for Mm -hmm. that to shift. (laughs) I think that's how like the system is set up. And, and in order to grab our attention, it has to be something pretty big. Like you got to kind of get clobbered over the head to wake up and be like, (laughs) wait a second, this, this isn't working anymore for me. What am I going to do? And that's really when this new reality sets in. And then you start moving in a new direction. Start peeling off the layers of who you who you were before and actually really trusting in who you were supposed to be in this world. That's what I think. I mean, that was my experience. Um, and I've certainly seen it in a lot of other people. Um, and I feel like that's when life really begins. Yeah. I, I totally relate with what you're saying. <laughs> um, so my thing, you know, you you know, you had this horrible, well, I don't want to say horrible. It's it's a painful experience with losing a family member, and then you went down the meditation route. What happened when you started meditating? Well, it was horrible when my mom died. I got really sick. I was suicidal. I couldn't work. I couldn't leave the house. Like I had hit rock bottom. And there was no doctor, no medication, nothing that could pull me out of it. I was absolutely devastated. So, um, at the same time feeling all this anxiety and depression and confusion and everything that went along with this loss, I was also not sleeping. So I had, um, a friend of a friend suggest that I learn how to meditate and he (laughs) felt that that would, um, allow me to get some more rest because, you know, when you're, not feeling well and you're not sleeping. It's just like, it's a giant mess. So, um, the type of meditation that I learned specifically is transcendental meditation. I had never heard of it before. No one I knew, um, practiced that type of meditation. I'd never actually even thought about meditating, but, Mm. uh, I was desperate to get some sleep and, and maybe feel a little bit better. Uh, So I went to, it's called TM for short. I went to a TM center in Chicago um, because with transcendental meditation, you're taught by a teacher how to meditate. It's um, over four days, but really that first day you're given a mantra and you, you know how to meditate. It's, it's brilliant. The whole, the way the whole thing is laid out. So my first meditation, I walked into that room, completely broken, suicidal, sick as a dog. And I walked out of the room, uh, in a whole new world. It was like, I landed in Disneyland. Everything was beautiful. (laughs) Everything was different. The sounds, my sight, it was a whole new world that I had never, ever experienced before. And that meditation, that 20 minutes of meditating broke something open in me. And I never, ever looked back. Wow. Wow. And how long ago was that? That was in May of 2011. My mom died at the end of January. And this was May 17th that I had learned to meditate. Wow. And everything. That that was it. That was like, that was it. it my whole life changed. And um, I moved in a completely different direction and changed basically everything about my life. Wow. That's amazing. Just, just be like, just to change in such a short space of time as well. It was a miracle. I mean, I really, I always say, I feel like I received a miracle and I did, I was on my hands and knees begging God to either 
you know, help me kill myself or save me. And it was only weeks later that, um, I had this experience. And so I absolutely felt saved. I had goosebumps as you were saying that. <laughs> wow. I, it was, it was, um, I was showered with grace. It was mm-hmm. just, it, it came over me and it changed every cell in my whole body. And, um, yeah, that was my experience. And that was what, eight years ago. Wow. Would, would you say it's almost like when you left where you went, you went to go meditate and you came back, it was almost like your soul was saying, welcome home. Absolutely. I, everything felt familiar to me, but you know, in a radically different way. Um, I did sleep, end up sleeping for about two weeks. I had such a sleep deficit. So I was sleeping mm, like 15 hours a day. Mm. And so I did get caught up on my sleep. Um, and this felt very familiar to me. It did feel like I had come home. I felt like I had a taste of like tapping into the kingdom of heaven. I mean, because (laughs) everything was beautiful, like everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, it didn't matter. There was no difference. Everything section. So, um, it was like a spiritual home that I had landed in that was familiar. That's, I don't know how else to describe it. I, I totally wait. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I really do. Because when I walked out of that hospital, I just remember hearing all the, like this voice saying like, you know, it's time to change. And like, I was like, how? And like, I kept looking around thinking like, where's this voice coming from? And mm-hmm. then I realized it was from within. And then I was like, what do I do? And then I ended up going home. I ended up writing my whole life out and like seeing the patterns and ended up just starting on this road of just healing and transforming. And to be, to be honest, I'm not the same person. <laughs> and that oh, was I two- mean, how could yeah. you be? How could yeah. you be after all that? Yeah, that was in 2012. And like, even now, people that who know me from before, they're just like, you look so much younger. I don't look my age because I allowed myself to just come back home to myself mm-hmm. and not allow the old ways to define me. And I was more aware of things than I'd ever been before. And that takes such inner strength because I've noticed... <sighs> Over the years, there's such a pull to the earth. There's such a pull towards like the status quo and how everyone else <laughs> is doing things. And it takes a lot of inner strength to be able to say, no, you know, I'm not going to live like that. That's That doesn't work for me. And that inner strength for me comes from something as simple as silence. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we were talking earlier about like different things people can do to change their lives and For me, it was, you know, incorporating silence, you know, meditation into my life, finding a group of friends that absolutely understood me and could see me. It was, it was what I missed about my mom, but then I found it in, you know, a group of people that I decided this is who I want to be surrounded by. Mm -hmm. I, like you took inventory of my life. I got rid of all the distractions in my world that no longer served me that no longer were going to be a part of my reality. And um, it made room for me to do things I actually cared about, like writing books, coaching Mm -hmm. people, doing speaking. I could not have done that if I would have left my life in place as it was before, because it was just filled with things pulling me away from the reason why I'm on this earth in the first place. Mm, I love that. So, you know, it's just... Um, it's not rocket science when you're making changes like this. It just takes some personal strength because you're going to have friends and family and people <laughs> around you. They're going to try and suck you back in and you gotta like <laughs> that, that strength has got to come from within to fight back against that. hundred percent. Yeah. You've just taken me back. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember instances where people are like, are you okay? Is everything all right? And I'm like, yep, everything's fine. I'm great. And they're like, what are you taking? I'm like, I'm just happy in life. <laughs> they were just like, there's clearly something not right with you. I'm like, nope, everything is good. And um, I remember like going on the journey as well. Like I ended up. I think like, I lost you for a second. Oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? 
I can. Yep. Oh, there we go. Um, I was just saying um, that like a lot of people were just like, what's wrong with you? Because I was so happy and they couldn't understand like where this is, the shift had suddenly come from. And then I ended up like quit drink, quit, like ended up um, stopped drinking. And um, mm-hmm. a lot of friends couldn't understand that because I was the one that used to drink a lot with them. And so I remember one friend tried to put a drink down my throat. And I think that was the turning point of me analyzing my friendship circles. Like, is this the kind of people I want to be that are not going to uplift me? They want me to go back to my old self. And just by doing that, things just shifted. And like I accepted that, you know, things are not going to be the same anymore. Like things are going to have to change in order for me to be my better version of myself. Right. And that is now that turns into your priority. So if if that means, you know, letting go of old friends, old jobs, old relationships, whatever. I mean, I have noticed that people make when they have experiences like this, when the lights come on and they know everything's different, it's like they start making big changes in their lives because you're not going to let go of that beautiful feeling that that direct connection you have to a higher power, like why would you cut that off? And if there's not, if the people in your life don't support you, um, even if they don't understand, you know, if they're, you know, giving you a hard time and making your life difficult, you're not, you're not going to put up with that. Yeah, It's unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. So and Oh, sorry. You got to make, I was just going to say, you got to like, you got to do you at that point. You got to make decisions that support this new way of being. Just thought of something as you were saying that, that saying, you've got to do you, boo. <laughs> you got to do you, boo. It's true. It's true. It like that, that statement feels like absolutely correct when it comes to um, the idea of personal transformation. Wow. Yeah. It's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I just think it's so important to know that. I guess it's like saying that we're never alone, really. The divine is with us. Absolutely. And I mean, you have to uh, create a space for this divine knowledge to be able to come through you. And so if it's if your space is crowded with things that don't matter and people's chatter and you know, just things that aren't important anymore, you're just blocking that amazing information that you uh, should make yourself available to. Mm, Yeah, that's so true. Wow. (laughs) You've got me thinking. (laughs) I know it's, it's a, it's a, it's a a very personal road. You, no one else can do this for you. There's no real roadmap out there because we're all so different. Mm. Um, when you start, you know, going down this spiritual path and you kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like you're walking in the dark, you're walking into the mystery. You don't know exactly what's going on all the time. And that's where the idea of trust and surrender and letting go come into play. You, you have to, you have to trust that something bigger than yourself is guiding you because, uh, you know, it's just too difficult. Yeah. And I guess that's why a lot of people don't understand it when you're going through that transition, because so, everyone has like a plan, don't they? They plan for their life or a plan for their job. But this is something so different that they can't understand. Like, why do you want to go off track? They think it's like off track, but really it's you going on track. <laughs> it's you going on track 100%. And you make other people feel com- uncomfortable because deep down inside of them, they know there's truth in this. They know that you're being authentic but they can't wrap their minds around it because they're not there yet. But I mean, Mm. the truth is the truth is the truth. So that is running through all of us. And um, when you see someone being true to themselves and authentic, it's like, I mean, now when I see that, I get very excited for the other person. Like I'm like, wow, that person's (laughs) going to have an incredible life. But maybe to another person, it could be threatening to them because that's what they want. They just don't know how to get there. Yeah, I must feel like those people that are kind of judging those other people is that they're afraid to tap into their own light. And it is scary because, again, you're walking into the unknown and no one else around you is doing it. So Mm -hmm. you got to be pretty rebellious. I mean, you have to almost turn into an outlaw. Okay, so (laughs) it's like it's challenging because it's much easier to just keep going along, you know, doing what you've always been told to do and 
doing what everybody else is doing, that's an easier path, but it's nowhere near as fulfilling because mm-hmm. what could be more fulfilling than like direct connection to God or the universe? I mean, that's like that universal energy is what's flowing through every tree, every bird, every person. And if you can have that, a clear channel through you, then everywhere you look is magic. Everywhere you look is beautiful. You see yourself in the tree. You see yourself in your friend. It's You see God in everyone. And to me, that's a hell of a lot more magical than, you know, just like being a drone and <laughs> going to a job you hate and being in a relationship you hate and, and suffering. Mm. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know about yourself, but I feel like women in particular – they find it so hard to let go because or like try and shift into who they really are because there's this whole ideology about perfectionism like they need to be the perfect person the perfect mother their daughter like all these roles that they're afraid of like what if I do that I'm going to rock the boat or I might upset somebody right and the irony in that is if you have this experience and you do start living in the way we are discussing you will see there's perfection in everything. It's the ultimate form of perfection. Mm. So it's kind of like interesting. I mean, I know exactly what you're saying, but it's just there is perfection in everything. And Mm. if you can see that, then you would no longer care about doing everything quote unquote perfect. It already is perfect. Oh, I love that. I mean, but you have to be able to see it, okay? Because if you you can't, then you're just like, what is the, what the hell are, what is this person talking about? You have to personally experience it. Yeah. And I feel as well, especially when, if you're talking about things like this to people who don't understand it, that's a sign that you're, that it's time to kind of, you're leveling up and that you need to kind of question things around you and situations around you as well. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think it's important to meet people where they're at and, you know, give them, of course, be honest and this is my experience and talk about it. The right people will hear it. But, uh, you know, you don't need to go around like confusing everybody (laughs) because you got to, you know, you got to start having a taste of this, even a little taste of it. It'll start opening your eyes and then you'll be seeking more information. Mm -hmm. You know, I know when I had this experience where everything was different, I was like, what just happened? Like, who am I? Where am I? Like, (laughs) what is this? And so I started, you know, seeking other people that could help answer my questions, Mm -hmm. um, reading more books, just becoming more interested in the phenomena of radical spiritual transformation. And you know what? I did find people that helped me that knew exactly what was going on with me. And, uh, that wasn't by accident. Mm, divine timing. Absolutely. It's like I needed the teacher and then they just would show up. And there's been different people throughout the past eight years that, um, I mean, I, I can't believe how they've helped me. And I don't even know where they came from. <laughs> I just knew that I desired it. And then they would show up and they have been wonderful teachers. Wow. So powerful. Wow. And it's mad. I mean, that's why I call magic. it magic. Because to me, it feels like magic. Because it's like, how can that be? Like, how, how can you have thoughts, and then they manifest in your world? Like, how can it's like you have a dream deep inside of your soul, and it starts unfolding without you really doing anything? Mm, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty magical to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's coming back to who you signed up to, I guess, in this world. Before Absolutely. Everybody... Yeah. Cause I, I feel like, it's... Oh, go for it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, if you can, if you can get quiet enough and create a uh, reality for yourself that allows you to really get in touch with who you are inside that your true self, you will begin to see like, oh, okay, I was put on this earth to be a writer, an artist, a mom, whatever it is. But once you start respecting that and acting from that place, that's happiness, that's fulfillment. And not only are you uh, feeling fulfilled inside your own self, you you end up helping so many people just by your the way you live your life. Mm, yeah. I mean, those are the real heroes. And in my world, these authentic, 
deeply spiritual people that just keep they just keep going even if they're told they're crazy <laughs> even if nothing makes sense it's just like they they have what we were talking about earlier that inner light and it shines so bright and it affects everyone in their path yeah they can just walk down the street and somebody will start smiling yeah and that's like, right you can feel them yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's like Darshan. It's just like everywhere. They're just they're mm. just spreading spreading that love and that light. And so the more of us that are having these experiences, I mean, it's just better for the whole world. It's kind of like a domino effect. Yeah. And it's just like what we were talking about earlier about our names and how the messages are within our names as well. If we just pay attention to that, that can actually help to guide us in who we are supposed to be in this world. The signs are everywhere. They're everywhere. You um, you don't really need to think that much because it's already <laughs> out. But you got to be able to see it. You, as time goes on, and um, you have more and more experiences of things going right for you when you listen to this voice. It's like you can begin to trust more and more, and you get to the point where you're just kind of on autopilot. You just you're just being you're not overthinking everything you're not questioning everything you're not stressed out all the time you feel carried and I feel like you always get the signs as well so if you kind of you, you start listening and then you kind of stop and then you're like oh I should have I knew that anyway but you chose to ignore it it's like it's a reminder to say hey come back <laughs> trust a hundred percent yes and you might have to do that you know 500 times I don't know but who cares you know at least you're aware and you're seeing like okay that didn't work this works you just it's like a game you just keep playing it until one day you're like okay I got it I got it I trust now I don't even question my weird behavior anymore because it's not even weird that's just I know that I'm being led so I just follow it it takes so much pressure off of me yeah yeah, I mean, I guess it. A lot of people who think it, it's not, it's not weird. You're right. It's normal. Well, what well, is normal to be honest? But it's, it's who we are. That's right. That's right. But it's just people get afraid of of being different because they're afraid of, like you said, about society and how it looks and how we're supposed to act. <laughs> well, yeah, and most we're not raised like that. You know, you're mm -hmm. we're raised to go to school. You know, do really well in school, then go to college, then get married. You have a full time job. And this is just how you're supposed to do it. Because can you imagine what our society would look like if everyone had this freedom within? I mean, it'd be very different. Mm. There wouldn't be as many rules. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Well, no, that's mm. that's not the way it is. So um, as long as everyone is staying you know, in order and doing what they're told to do and just, you know, that's just how it's going to be. Well, then there's not a lot of growth in that. Yeah. And the vibration goes low, low, low as well, doesn't it? Yeah, because I think, you know, it's not how we're meant to live. Like we're not meant to be stacked on top of each other in a city and working really hard and, you know, <laughs> coming home and you're you're arguing with your husband and your kids are screaming and everything's crazy mm -hmm. we are not meant to live like that so there's so much stress and fear in the world yeah. you know you 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 get out of college already at least in the states and you have a hundred thousand dollars of debt mm -hmm. you know you're starting off with a deficit and it's just like it begins the stress and the fear and the confusion and all of those things are a block from this divine information that could guide you in a very easy, quiet, calm manner. But if you have all this other stuff going on, you can't hear it. Yeah. And I guess that's where the transformation comes because if we're not listening to the voice, it's going to eventually say, hey, it's time for you to actually hear me. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, you're going to get nailed. I mean, something <laughs> is going to happen that's going to make you stop and question everything. It's inevitable. It will happen to all of us. And at that, at that point, you have to decide, am I going to go one way or another? Because now you have a choice. It's like one of the most pivotal moments in all of our lives. 
And it usually comes through pain. Yeah. Because we don't yeah. pay attention. Like, we'll just keep going. <laughs> we, we, you know, we might have a an absolutely, you know, shitty life or horrible job, but we will just keep grinding away and nothing will stop us until there's a big earthquake. And mm-hmm. that's when you say, hey, wait a second. I hate my job. I hate going there every day. This is sucking the life out of me. You know, this isn't working for me. And that's when you start thinking differently and making different decisions. And then that's a whole other adventure. Yeah. This reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've seen that test that was done. It was a few years ago where um, in a school, they put two plants in the hallway. And to one plant, all the um, the students would say like positive things. And to the other plant, they would say negative things. And obviously, the positive one grew and the negative one began dying. And we're exactly like that as human beings. If the more negative we throw at ourselves or keep keep holding on to is the more we break down versus if we're more positive, the more we will heal and grow and prosper. I I, I didn't know about that test, oh. but I absolutely agree with it. And it's like, I know they did tests with water too. And yeah. the water could feel the negative thoughts and it would turn angry looking. But the beautiful thoughts, it was like beautiful crystals in the water. And so I think naturally, if you're true to yourself, if you keep that connection open to, you know, a higher power, you know, it's just the energy that's making the whole world spin. If you can connect to that and keep calm and keep your stress levels low and just stay open, I think you're going to have a much easier and more interesting life. And definitely you will naturally be more positive. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's so powerful. Wow. <laughs> well, um, it's just, it's a, um, it's a massive problem in this world, the level of stress because mm-hmm. of the unnatural way we're all living. It's like our food, our environment, everything is just bleeding into each other and it's, it causes so much stress. And that's like, that's like enemy number one. Yeah. It's like even with communication now, and, and I'm sure it's like with yourself, like when when I was growing up, we just had the one telephone and, you know, you didn't have voicemail at the time, so you'd have to call back. Um, and then obviously the voicemail started happening and now everyone's got phones and everyone's just looking at their phones all the time and not spending time with themselves, spending more time with technology. And, you know, if somebody calls you and you don't answer, then they leave you a voicemail. If you don't answer the voicemail, then they send you a text message. If you don't respond to the text message, they'll go on WhatsApp or social media. It's become this like obsession about looking at others and not coming home to yourself. Right. And it's just another distraction. Like that would be a perfect example of something that you would have to take a look at and be like, wait, is this serving me or what is happening here? Am Mm -hmm. I on my phone like eight hours a day? What is that about? And it's, it's a huge distraction that um, is just a number of different things in this world that pull you away from yourself. And so I don't know if it's set up that way on purpose. I don't know what it is. I've thought about this a lot. But (laughs) I know for myself, I lived in the city for 20 years. I had, you know, I was working like crazy, going out like crazy, um, had lots of relationships. It was just, you know... I was just living the way everybody else was living. And then I had this experience. And then I decided after a couple of years of living in this new body to uh, ditch my job, pretty much sell everything I owned and move out into the country because Mm -hmm. I wanted to write a book. And I had this idea in my head, like you must remove all distractions in order to focus on what you really want. And it was such a game changer for me. I all of a sudden, like, I understood firsthand what it meant to be in nature, to Mm. be in silence, to be able to be creative with nothing standing in your way. And it was like, it was unbelievable. But I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, I didn't, Mm. I didn't know what I would feel like if I gave myself that much space and that much silence. And um, I felt like I created incredible things because of that. Yeah, I relate. I, I've I've done the same as well. Like I I lived for many years in the city, 
And then it was just an opportunity to just move outside, just on the edge, um, into a town. And whew, I didn't realize how much that was going to be so healing. <laughs> right. I know, because it's hard to be in a city 24-7, you yeah. know, because it's so much, you're feeling everybody's stress. Yeah. And it's so much energy. And um, I know, especially if you're a creative person, it's like probably not the best environment to be in 24-7. <laughs> You know, you need to create space inside of your mind and your body and your soul in order to create and in order to take in that information that's available to you and run with it. Because those are that's when the greatest pieces are created. Yeah, there's just too much noise in the city, too many distractions. And I don't know about yourself, but like now that I live outside of the city, when I go in, I'm like, why are people running? Why is that person's hands like calm? <laughs> I know it's crazy. I mean, I love all the museums and I love great restaurants and, you know, all the beautiful things that a city has to offer. And I love, I love being in the city, but I know that I have to come back to some sort of silence. Mm -hmm. I have, I need that for my soul. Yeah. So I can go in and out, but like, I mean, I can't, I can't unknow what I already know now. And I know I get the most done when I have um, peace and nature and just some space around me. It allows for that flow to happen. Beautiful. And my lovely, can you tell us about your book, Enlightenment is Sexy, Every Woman's Guide to a Magical Life? Um, sure. So uh, I had been meditating for about two years and I had been working for a foundation um, in Chicago, doing a lot of speaking and um, having just great experiences, meeting people that were learning to meditate and uh, talking about consciousness and all that. So it was right up my alley. I loved it. But then I decided, you know, I, I really, I need to write this book. Like I had to. And that's when I moved out to the country and sat down and wrote the book. And it was really just a book about how I now saw life. I felt as though when I had this experience, one of the first things I realized was, oh my God, everything I think I know is wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I knew what life was, was really about. I thought I knew everything, but in fact, like I didn't know anything. Now I was living in opposite land. So I just took different areas of life and wrote about this new um, knowledge and viewpoint that I had. Wow. It's, and you know, it really is a guidebook because I couldn't find anything like that, you know, on Amazon. I couldn't find a book like this, that someone had had a radical shift in consciousness and then wrote about how they now saw the world. Because it was like I had two mm. lives. Mm. And so I had to write it down, you know, for myself and for other people. Because I thought, well, you know, I was really confused for a long time. So <laughs> maybe someone will read this that, it, that is also having these experiences and it'll help them. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I feel like it's needed because there is no light book that says this is the way or this is how to, you know, what will happen or like, like you said, every journey is different. But just having somebody's outlook can help you to really understand actually you're not alone. Actually, it is possible to keep going this way. Yeah. And you're not crazy either. You know, <laughs> when you start thinking differently than everybody else, sometimes you're like, am I bonkers? But no, you're not bonkers. You're awake. Mm. and yeah. uh you know you need you need the experiences but you also need the knowledge because it can get confusing I mean it does get confusing yeah yeah some days and that's it's... why community books you know anything you can do to give yourself some information it's it's powerful mm. yeah and there's like no wrong way wrong way around it it's I guess it's like what you're trying to say is every day is going to be different. Every day is going to be different. And uh, you're like relearning how to live in this mm -hmm. new way. And, you know, things you would do before, you just simply will not do them. I mean, it's, it's not even a question. You're like, there's no way I can do that. Like you, mm -hmm. you stop drinking. That's a very common um, thing that happens. It's a sign of transformation old destructive behaviors no longer have any place in your life. So people will become vegetarian. They'll stop drinking. Yeah. They'll stop doing drugs. They'll get all new friends. 
I mean, like this starts happening and you cannot stop the train and there's no going back. Yeah. I mean, it's too late. You've crossed the Rubicon. There's no going back. (laughs) It's true. It's it's over. Yeah. (laughs) This reminds me of a film. Oh, what's it called? Um, Oh my God. Um, The Lady with the Red Shoes. There's oh. no place like home. There's no place like oh, home. Oh, Wizard of Oz. That's it. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Once you've gone down the yellow brick road, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> so then you got to learn, like, okay, how am I going to do this? Like, mm. what is this? You're all of a sudden this traveler with no map. Yeah. And, you know, it's, we all got to help each other because it can get dicey. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> and even when you think like you like not that we know everything but even if we think oh yeah I've got everything sorted something else will happen and then you've got to relearn about that and then readjust to that <laughs> absolutely I thought like for the first three years that I had this feeling this experience I was like oh this is it this is how I'm going to be I'm going to be magical like you know 100% of the time in my dreams in my waking life it's just everywhere I look is incredible I could just sit on a park bench the rest of my life. But no, I mean, after three years, I started having other experiences that were more complicated. And, you know, some of them were dark, and some of them were really confusing. And that's when I really needed help, because I didn't know what was happening. But it was just you're working through old traumas, you're shedding different things from your life that no longer serve you, you're being forced to change. And so like old habits that I had, I had to let them go. I, I, I couldn't, I could not, like my body would not stand for it anymore. It would revolt against me. So, I mean, I was forced into changing and until I just surrendered to that, I was tortured. <laughs> I mean, I was, it was horrible. I, I was like, I remember saying, please, God, do not take, please don't take anything more away from me. Like, please, I've given you everything. And it was just like, nope, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. And now I just accept it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm laughing because I can relate with everything you're saying. Of of course you can. Anyone that's having these experiences will understand exactly what I'm saying. You're like, God, are you serious? Like, what (laughs) else is going to happen here? But you don't have any control over it. You're not in control. Like I work for God now. I work for the universe. Like I don't have control. I can't, I can't make it stop. And when I try and pump the brakes or say like, no, I don't want to do that. It, I, it does not end well. Get thrown in the deep end. (laughs) It does. I know it's just more, now I've learned it's just going to be more torture. So just say, okay, fine, fine. Do it. Let's just do it. And then uh, it's a lot easier. Yeah, I, yeah, I 100% because um, I thought the same, like, it was like 2012 when that, everything happened. And then 2015, end of 2015, I started getting p- kidney pains. And it turned out I actually had something even deeper that, that actually I was born with and I didn't know about. And I went on this journey and people were saying you have to remove it. And I was like, no, it's not going to get removed. And I was like, getting loads of help and guidance because I had no clue about this. Um, and ended up having an operation which saved it. And um that was the moment I had to even surrender even more because I was building a business, but I was again going back to old habits, which I didn't realize was overworking. So I'd Mm -hmm. gone from doing that in a nine to five job and then into my business. And it was like, oh, slow down. And kind of like yourself, I had to literally sleep 15, 16 hours a day because my body was so tired. Like I was burnt out and I was having to learn to surrender to that. Then I ended up moving out into a small town and like just being in mother nature and just sitting on the grass or laying down just really shifted everything. And when I did have the operation, I was so happy to go and have it done. And it was funny because when I was in the hospital, everybody else was looking sad and there was me just like, woohoo. Oh my God, that's hilarious. It's like, what's wrong with this? This is this is what I'm talking about. This is the perfection in everything. You yeah. started getting off track. You weren't going to listen to anyone or anything. You're like working a lot. You're falling back into old habits. And it's like the universe is like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'll take care of that. Now you're going to end up in the hospital and now you're going to sleep all day and I'm going to force you to change. Yeah. So you got to 
to get hip to like what's going on. And then you're like, fine. Okay, fine. I don't want to, I don't want to land back in the hospital or I don't want to, you know, cry for two weeks. Like, fine. I'll just, I won't work as much. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you're going to get tortured if you don't listen. And you know what's amazing is now that I'll, I'll, I rest more now and I do like my morning like mantras or my morning routine and that's like dedicated to myself for that hour and a half. And then I'll be like get ready to do some work and stuff or like I'll have clients. But I work less now and actually get more done than the old me. That's one of my favorite theories. Let's add that to number four of life changing things you can do. Doing less and accomplishing more. That's mm-hmm. a real thing. Okay, so if you take the time to meditate or do yoga or whatever you need to do, take a walk in nature, I don't care what anyone does. I have, there's no one set thing that's going to pull you into the space, but you are going to get so much more accomplished. This is also magic because Mm -hmm. that old idea of like grinding it out and pushing and working 70 hour work weeks, that doesn't work for people like us anymore. So now the more rest you get, when you're, when you're back at work, it's like so much more gets accomplished because you have this razor sharp mind Mm. and it's just, it gets done. And plus you have tons of support, like universal energy support, supporting you. Like that is, I always say like, what could be better than having God as your business partner? You know, Mm. I mean, like that work's going to get done. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Wow. It's again, it's going back to the idea of opposite land. Mm. You know, it's just, it's not how we're raised and you have to test the waters and then you realize like, Oh, this is how it actually works. And then, you know, you're off to the races. Yeah. Beautiful. And we are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so quick. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was like two seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I know you've been sharing um, your five top tips throughout the process. Can we just go back to what they are again? So number one, if we can. Number one, incorporate some sort of spiritual practice into your life. Like I said, you know, whether it's walking in nature or yoga, for me, it was meditation, prayer, anything that will connect you to the universe, to a higher source incorporate that into your life. It's very important. I would say it's the most important um, thing you can do. Second is take inventory of your life and really take a look at, well, what is working for me and what is not working for me? And then you, number three is then you have to actually take action and make changes. And they might be big changes and they might be little changes, but you got to start moving towards a life that's actually going to work for you and support support this new reality. Um, number four would be find other people that can see you, that you can talk to about these things that are not going to, um, you know, try and derail you or think you're crazy. You got to find your pod. And because that, that support that you get from other people that are also having these experiences or, you know, do see the world in a different light, That's very helpful to have that around you because you're going to need to talk about things. Um, And number five is just really take care of yourself. You can no longer live as a person that's going to destroy their body. This is, this is the machine, the vessel that we have. And so, you know, eventually it might take a little time if you have a radical shift in consciousness to um, understand that you can't eat crappy food all the time or like be drinking beer every night and smoking pot and all that it just it will get to the point where you just can't do it I mean you're gonna be like I can't do this anymore like and if you keep fighting back like we talked about before it doesn't work out for you because this body is all you have to Mm. tap into this energy you have to take care of it wow Wow. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I mean, that would be my top five hits for radical transformation. They're they're damn powerful. And yeah, relate (laughs) 100% that each and every, even if you just do one of those guys, like it's going to make a difference Um, and then start on the second and then move on to it. They're all going to help you to be more connected to yourself and who you are supposed to be in this world. 
Yeah, and it feels good because you start tapping into why you're here and you start living from that knowing in that place. And that is really fun. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. (laughs) It's really, really fun. It's because it's coming from within you. Mm. And that's where your happiness comes from. That's where all that wonder comes from, all that creativity. It's so cool. Mm. It's, it's, it's like being like how when you were a child again, just not caring and just dancing around and not caring what people thought. <laughs> yeah, Singing. I mean, that is like, that's enlightened living right there. That's some good stuff. And you're never going to find that level of satisfaction outside of yourself. It's not going to happen. But you'll enjoy everything you do more. You'll be able to see deeper into things. You'll have deeper connections with people. It's so, it's wild and it's incredible. And it's like, it's just a different type of journey. And I uh, would love to see more people go down this road. Mm, absolutely. It's fun. <laughs> come and join it's us. Definitely, it's fun. It's fun. Come, come and join us, right? <laughs> yes. Please come and join us. So, yeah, that's. That's my top five. Um, my last question, my love, is what, what are you most grateful for? I am definitely most grateful for having this experience and feeling this connected to God. And mm. I just am grateful every single day for it. It saved my life. It gave me a new life. Um, I feel filled with grace. I just feel like I can't even believe this happened to me. And I'm very grateful that like I was able to experience this. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Thank you so much, Valerie, for being on the show and just being yourself. And, you know, we need more people like yourself helping others to raise their light and be who they're supposed to be in this world. It's it's really the only way to roll. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It was really fun. Oh, it's my pleasure. Wow. Wow. (laughs) What a powerful interview with Valerie. She's just so amazing. And I'm just so grateful that I got to actually meet Valerie and speak with her because she's a woman who is living her authentic truth. She is a woman that is empowering other women to be the best version of themselves. She is empowering others to know who they are and come back. And she's not afraid to share what she's been through. And that takes guts. And that's powerful. So thank you, Valerie, for everything that you do. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. There are only two ways to live your life. One, as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as if everything is. That's a quote by Miracle Stories. For more information about the show, visit www.girdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. Lit.